Big Finish, we love stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date the 14th of November 2021. Hello, Osgood. Hello, Mom. And Professor Merchant, I presume. That's right. Osgood is our lead scientist. Delighted to meet you, Professor. You're a marine geologist and archaeologist. That's impressive. I started out in archaeology, mainly in the Mediterranean and the Aegean. Lately, I specialise in geology. What's your area of science? Oh, I'm a generalist, and I mostly stick to dry land. So any help you can give would be marvellous. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, and this is a podcast bursting with all the latest audio drama world of Big Finish Productions. We've got Daleks, we've got Ace, remember her and her exploding rucksack contacts? Yes, <laughs> Night Show 9, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, we've got Units, that lovely bunch of heroes who battle alien threats on our behalf. Yes, yes, oh. yes. And after a scintillating chat about Daleks, oh, by the way, when you were saying that bit just now, I was nodding and suddenly thought, this is an audio podcast, I better make some noise. I'm just going, mm-hmm. uh, Anyway, after that chat about the Daleks, Daleks, uh, we'll be straight into our good review guide, giving you the latest good reviews of this week Doctor Who The Dalek Protocol starring Tom Baker Louise Jameson and John Leeson uh, and me funnily enough Obey The Dalek Protocol Victory is assured Funnily enough there we go well following that we'll be going behind the scenes with Unit Nemesis 1 Between Two Worlds The Enemy Beyond by Andrew Smith I think that arch is either a teleport or a I don't know, a gateway. You kind of want another title, don't you? You know, Unit Nemesis 1, Between Two Worlds, The Enemy Beyond, Going Shopping, Having a Nice Day. (laughs) Having (laughs) By By Andrew Smith, Smith, John Harper. Um... Your emails are up next in the cleverly titled segment, Listener's Emails. Just write to podcast at bigfinish.com to be part of the fun. In our also available segment, we'll be oh, yes. taking a look at this week's Torchwood release, The Red List. Guest starring Sophie Aldred as the evergreen 1980s favourite, Doctor Who companion that is, of course, Ace. Probably hanging out with the visual effects guys and, uh, and watching how they blow things up. Then, as sure as many a mickle maxim muckle, the randomoid Selectatron will be once again bursting forth, offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. And finally, we round things off with a free 15-minute drama tease of Unit Nemesis 1 Between Two Worlds, The Enemy Beyond by Andrew Smith, starring Gemma Redgrave and Ingrid Oliver. Hello, Osgood. It's a grand view, isn't it? And a familiar one. My father was stationed in Edinburgh for a time when I was a little girl. Well, it's crazy to think that we're looking at the reviews of the Dalek Protocol later, and it was out uh, in April this year, I think, or sometime round about then, but we recorded it in July 2018. It's funny, time flies, doesn't it? Time flies. But we, we're going to be finding that a lot with, you know, things like Tom Baker stuff that gets recorded. Well, this is a Tom Baker one. Well, there we go. You know, says, says it all, quite frankly. And I remember it was, you know, those gentle days. It was, it was sunny. And my friend Jez Fielder came to be in it as well. What a lad. And uh, he and Paul Midcalf and I, who runs the studio down in Tunbridge Wells, uh, went out for a lovely meal. Uh, Did you eat anything nice? Memories of the meal? I can't remember what I had, but it was very nice. <laughs> I hope so. I remember... <laughs> This is probably really inappropriate to say, but I do remember, um, you know, I had I enjoyed some of the local beverages that were on offer. 
And appetizer and yeah, all those sorts of things. And uh, what was it I said? It's Jamie Anderson reminded me of it the other day because he found an old message of mine when at breakfast in the hotel because I stayed over. The waiter asked me my room number, and I said. I think I said ta- table instead of room or something. <laughs> and he looked at me and I and I was so confused I couldn't even correct myself. <laughs> anyway, everything was fine. I um had some coffee and it was all right. <clears throat> uh but yeah, a story that's very uh, uh close to my heart because it's all Exelon stuff. But we'll find that out, won't we? Certainly will. Love a bit of Exelon. Oh, I was going to mention, I was going to mention the silly photo. I looked up the Dalek Protocol today and there's a silly photo of me and Tom Baker. We like a silly photo. We're both trying to be dramatic and putting our hands out, you know. My favourite thing that I saw recently was with the, with the announcement, the cast announcement of Stranded 3. On the behind the scenes photos, there's photos of everybody doing their thing and then there's just one that's just a jadoon. It just says... Jadoon, and it's just a picture of a Jadoon with no explanation. <laughs> yes, that's me. <laughs> Starring in it now. It's like Robbie the Robot. Uh, <laughs> time now for our good review guide, finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. I want lots of reverb on the for you, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'll do that. Thank you. Cheers. <clears throat> And this week, as promised, it's Dalek Universe, the Dalek Protocol. Uh, Captain, might I advise an immediate long-range sweep on the external detectors? What's that? Oh, no. Dalek ships at extreme range. An attack force, closing fast. And we're sitting ducks. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Fourth Doctor Adventures, Dalek Universe... The Dalek Protocol. There, Leela. You see that little screen on the console? I see it. It lists all previously visited destinations alphabetically. So why not make your choice? Exelon. Exelon is downright deadly. Yes. Oh, it's you, Seven. What do you want? I've accumulated evidence to suggest a low but significant chance of an enemy incursion on this planet. I request a detachment of Marines for an investigation of the outlying area. What evidence? What is that sound? It's a beacon. Channeling power back to the Exelon City. If there is to be a war, then let it come. You really seek a war with the humans? They are here only to take from us. Just as the Daleks did all those years ago. Master. Okay, nine, which is wrong? Leela, watch out for that spear! Do not worry, that tip is poisonous! Obey the Dalek Protocol! Victory is assured! Victory! 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 Big finish. We love stories. What about these new prisoners? The Doctor and Leela. How do you know them? That's going to be interesting. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Dalek Protocol into the search pane at the top and you'll be transported to the planet Exelon. (laughs) 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 
Sorry, we could do this for hours. The, 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 the funniest thing about this is it's, it wouldn't even be the first time we've done this. And, <laughs> no, and we haven't done it for a long time. Let's this is this is true. Congratulate is true. ourselves on that. <laughs> Death to the Daleks. Oh, gotta love it. Oh. Well, first up, SciFiBulletin.com. Paul Simpson says. With a lovely coda for Louise Jameson and Jane Slavin, this is an enjoyable tale that helps establish the leads for Dalek Universe. Eight out of ten. When I saw coda there, I thought it said cola. I was thinking, (laughs) yes, uh, Louise Jameson and Jane Slavin sat down and had a lovely Coca-Cola whilst whilst recording this. Probably happened. Uh So I can remember I was was at a uh, a convention once. um, Only uh, once? Only once. I've only ever been. There. I was at, um, it was one in Newcastle, and uh, I had I I picked a, I got a drink out from somewhere that we had a stash. It was um, it was Diet Coke, and I just remember there's a fan there. He just pointed and said, "Liz Slade like to drink Diet Coke." <laughs> I just so now whenever I see a Diet Coke, I just think of dear Liz Slade. <laughs> <laughs> did she did she did she just drink it or did she absolutely love it this is this is this is well, like not Sadie uh, when, when I, I in fact I will I'll, I'll have to yeah, yeah I'll have to find it. this one out did Sadie I want to ask something about your mother <laughs> did she drink Diet Coke did she love it what what were her thoughts on Pepsi um, <laughs> did, she, did she ever get to try Coke Zero if so what were her comments on it yeah this is a whole new segment it's called does Elizabeth Sladen like this? And we'll just, every week, we'll find something else out. Yeah, we should get a Sadie on to do a guest <laughs> spot. Does Elizabeth say? Anyway, I give that review 10 out of 10. I think the review was better than the mark he gave. IndieMacUser.co.uk, Jacob Licklider says, overall, which is what he was wearing when he wrote this, <laughs> uh, while the Dalek Protocol needs some tempered expectations, mm, I see, don't know quite what that means. It is an excellent romp, giving us some great moments with the returning characters and actually telling a good Dalek story. Oh, well, thank you very much. Actually, it is. With the Daleks right in the background where they can work at their absolute best, 8 out of 10. I, I don't think they are in the background. I think they, That's very crazy. much in the foreground. In the anyway, fore- never mind. Foreground. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I suppose they're manipulating from afar. I think that's, I think that's fair, Jacob. Thank you. I, I, once again, uh, I, I'm giving you 9 out of 10 for that review. Thank you. Well, blogtohu.com Peter Nolan uh, says, Like Mark Seven himself, the Dalek Protocol exceeds the sum of its parts to be something quite special. I'm liking uh, this review. <laughs> we, we all, yeah, absolutely. Uh, much more than a quick return tour of Exelon, it's an exciting introduction to the widescreen action and drama of the of Dalek Universe. It says, of the Dalek Universe, but it's just Dalek, Dalek Universe. Uh, whilst it's touching uh, meditations on the nature of being uh, the Doctor's companion, the inevitability of losing him are reminiscent of School Reunion. There we go. What an old throwback that one is. Yes, I, don't, I wasn't thinking of School Reunion when I wrote it, but I suppose it's, it's inevitable, really. Very nice review. Cultbox.co.uk, Ian McArdle says, The Dalek Protocol is busy as both a sequel and a prologue, as well as introducing characters for later stories. Using the SSS agents here knits these events into the wider chronology of the Daleks. A fact which pleases us immensely, Cultbox, the gestalt entity. However, with that said, the story is tremendous fun in its own right. It takes the building blocks of death to the Daleks and spins its own tale of loyalty and redemption. Oh, that's nice, Ian. Uh, All in all, this is cracking stuff and it definitely bodes well for the Dalek Universe series. All in all. We don't say that enough, do we? All in all. All in all. Anyway, it's five stars. Five 
Blue Stars, which I think he loves these stars. I think, yeah. Yeah, that, that, would make, that, that would make sense. Well, I'm going to voice clip Sadie Miller now to find yeah. this question out whilst we're live. Yes. So, ooh, how do I do this? Sadie, I've got a quick question for you. Uh, we're live on the Big Finish podcast, and I remember, uh, I remembered, I was at a convention in Newcastle once, and um, I just got a drink out of the the drinks area, and it was a Diet Coke, and there was a fan there. <laughs> Uh, who pointed at the Diet Coke and for some inexplicable reason just said to me Liz Sladen, she used to like Diet Coke and so I feel the need to ask you uh, did, did your mum like Diet Coke? Was, was, that, just, was that just a myth? Uh, was she a real fanatic? Um, if you could let us know that would be, that'd be fantastic. Thank you so much. Sent. We'll find out now. Wow, yeah. Brilliant. Uh- <laughs> So yes, Sadie Miller, Liz Laden's daughter, will hopefully give us the lowdown on that. Well, you we- just get a message back saying, "Stop bothering me with this nonsense." Leave, leave me alone. It's it's Friday, the fifth of November. I've got better things to do. Um, well, we made this network.com. We didn't make it, um, but it's the name of the network. Uh, Latchlan Haycock says uh, the Dalek Protocol is compelling. Is a compelling prologue to the ambitious Dalek universe. The Doctor's interplay with Lena and K9 rarely disappoints, and it's a fitting sequel to Death to the Daleks. Nice. Five out of five there from me. Yeah, solid. Not from We Made This Network, mate. Uh, In Twitterovia, at Martang66 said, I listened to the Dalek Protocol thinking it would be just a bit of fluff setting up Dalek Universe, but it's, in capital letters, delightful. Gorgeous dialogue at Nicholas Briggs. Thank you very much. Can't ever have enough of at Jane Slavin. You're absolutely right. At Joe Sims 10 is brilliant. Uh, I love Joe Sims. He plays uh, uh, Mark Seven. Uh, Tom Baker and at Lou underscore Jameson on fire. Yeah, that's right. It was quite an incident, luckily. We Get had one of those blankets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we had an extinguisher on hand. Oh, so we did a sort I of you know, 1960s Dalek movie. <laughs> vignette. Exterminate! <laughs> that was you just shouting it. Nick, Nick, there's a, there's a real incident here. Exterminate! Um, <laughs> you've got the little echo box as well. Uh, Floppy Le Chien, formerly Floppy the Dog, says, uh, The Dalek Protocol, a stunning prequel to the new Dalek universe. Again, uh, Nicholas Briggs strikes gold with this <gasps> splendid release. Oh, Brilliant cast, including Louise Jameson, Jane Slavin, Joe Sims, superb sound and music by Jamie Robertson. I enjoyed every second said I finished. loved says he's loved every loved second. every even better quite frankly more, more than enjoyment yeah I give I give that 11 out of 2 uh, at Carl Will 42601337 well, catchy handle as we always say continuing to catch up on last month's releases from at Big Finish and finally diving into Dalek Universe with fourth Doctor prequel The Dalek Protocol by at Nicholas Briggs sorry at Briggs Nicholas uh, I don't even know my own handle and I I'm a fool I'm an idiot and I enjoyed this a great deal and Nick gives Anya Kingdom in particular some nice scenes with Leela in this I did <laughs> can't argue <laughs> straight to the point there well Quillpen uh, says stunning Tom Quillpen uh, Quillpen my name's Quilpin. Uh, stunning. Tom, Louise and John are firing on all cylinders. The brilliant story by Nicholas Briggs is clever, familiar, but so new. Ooh. With Anya Kingdom and Mark Seven adding so many layers. This is Tea Time Telly 1977 style. Done. <laughs> 
by professionals in 2021. Dana, da, the professionals in 2021. I watched Bodie the Sweeney and Doyle last return. night. Oh really? I watched the Sweeney. Yeah, I watched the one with um with Eric and Ernie. Uh, oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. fantastic oh. bit of bit of telly that one. You can't say the Sweeney because I just want to go and watch it. Bam, bam. That's the that's professionals. The professionals. Yeah. <laughs> the Sweeney's. All the slow ending version. Almost more pleasurable than that is a review from at Justin B. Quinnick. He says, as death to the Dalek, as a death to the Daleks lover, I was delighted by at Big Finish's Dalek Protocol. Big cheers to at Briggs Nicholas for pulling what at least a quintuple duty writing directing. I play a character called Barnard, the Daleks, and so charming as Belal. That's very kind of you. It was a lifelong ambition to play Belal, and I got to do it. Good show overall, an absolute must-listen nostalgic romp. Uh, and then he stubbed his toe. There's five oh. stars there. So uh, it happens a lot. People need to sort of, <laughs> you know, people really need to look where they're going. That's a terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible problem. Uh, well, that's it for the reviews this week. We'll be talking about The Lone Centurion, Volume 1, Rome. Oh, that's next week, is it? I hope so. Coming up soon, it'll be listeners' emails, but first we go behind the scenes with Unit Nemesis 1 Between Two Worlds, The Enemy Beyond by Andrew Smithers. I'm Emily Cook, and I'm one of the producers on Unit Nemesis 1 Between Two Worlds. It looks like a stone arch, and it's glowing, giving off this bright light. It's covered in symbols. Carvings? The series kicks off with The Enemy Beyond by Andrew Smith and I really loved this episode for its setting. I mean, first of all, I think it sets up the series really well in terms of the mysteries that we have to unfold as the series goes on. What's the series arc? In this case, it is an actual arch, which I quite liked. But also in terms of the literal setting of this episode, I love the fact that it's set in Edinburgh. Edinburgh is one of my favourite cities, if not my ultimate favourite city in the whole world. And I think it's brought to life so vividly in this episode. And I just think it's a brilliant setting for a unit story. So I loved that about episode one. It's a grand view, isn't it? Mm. And a familiar one. My father was stationed in Edinburgh for a time when I was a little girl. I'm Andrew Smith. I'm uh, one of the script editors on Unit Nemesis, and I wrote episode one and episode four of the first box set. I mean, my starting point for the thing was I, I was kind of keen to have a story in Scotland, make use of Edinburgh Castle. But I, I knew, for instance, that it, and it still is a working military barracks. I actually gave a presentation to the military there one time and uh, had a nice meal in the officers' mess. Uh, uh, so it's just that's a nice location, and Edinburgh is a nice location. Although we don't, we don't exploit the city too much in the story. Um, but, it, but it's a nice setting. And I, I did some research as well about the prehistoric lava groups and the Paleocene era uh, where the, uh, the arch is buried. Those rocks are basalt lava dating from the Paleogene era, about 60 million years ago. The remnants of violent volcanic eruptions. I'm James McCallum and I'm playing the part of Adam Merchant. 
When I accepted your offer, I didn't expect the Arch and me to be whisked away in the dead of night in some damned military convoy, driven across Scotland and locked up under Edinburgh Castle. So Adam is a marine archaeologist and geologist, uh, which is noted in the script. That's very impressive. Um, so he's a man of science who spends a lot of time underwater, poking around um, interesting old artifacts. Um, so I approached it uh, as, as someone who's um, very engaged by science and who's, you know, I, I think uh, to spend all your life underwater in glass bubbles takes a real sort of um, passion for what you're doing. So someone who's very passionate about um, his specific field of knowledge, but also science in general. I am very interested in, uh, I'd say probably rather than science, I'm, I'm a big generalist. So I'm very interested in learning as much as I possibly can about anything. This symbol under the top of the arch is similar to something I've seen on Greek artifacts. And this but one- Don't touch it! I like acting in audio because of the sheer diversity of stories you can tell. Um, there's something about acting in audio and then as an audience member listening to it, with very little you can really sort of trigger people's imagination and conjure up really diverse worlds. So we can, you know, I love the fact that from my bedroom um, with my microphone and headphones I can sort of conjure up an alien planet you know and then with the help of sound design we can be um suddenly then under edinburgh castle or you know flying in a plane or i, I love just sort of the breadth yeah the breadth of imagination that you can bring to audio work the the unit stories are you know they're, they're real adventure they tend to be real adventure stories um and our lead characters are human beings uh, you have to rely on human ingenuity and not uh, the the universe or alien races beyond those that that unit un have encountered in the past. The scripts were already pretty well developed by the time I came on board, so I was able to read all four and get an instant overview for this series. And it very much feels like a fresh, brand new era for Unit, which is very exciting. But what particularly struck me about this series and what particularly excited me about this series is just how vast it feels. Vast in terms of the characters that we have appearing and reappearing, both old and new, but also vast in terms of its setting and the places that we visit. I think he was taken. I think that arch is either a teleport or a, I don't know, a gateway. But a gateway to where? Wherever it is, Adam could be there now, alive. If he is, we're getting him back. Keep working on it. I thought this particular script was really interesting. I thought it was um, quite a fun adventure. Obviously, there's plenty of good action. Um, it's interesting to see the Eleven, particularly, um, in all his various personalities, sort of uh, come to the fore and, and uh, try and manipulate his way back into planet Earth and especially um, into undoing unit and everything that's going on there. Um, I really enjoyed this, this particular episode. I thought it was quite exciting. Haven't we waited long enough? Oh, haven't we waited long enough? No, we haven't. And we'll wait twice as long if needs be. Is that you, Mr. Four? I recognise the patronising tone. My name is Mark Bonner and I play the Eleven. He is um, a, a, a Time Lord who, uh, from Gallifrey who 
whose um, previous um, incarnations are all still within him, um, and uh, and yes, he's, he doesn't he he, he he takes no quarter or gives none. Their laboratory is at the end of this corridor. We'll kill anyone who doesn't do exactly as they're told. And uh, yes, he's um, he's great fun. I've got a, a reference, an eleven reference, because some there's a few of them are. Although through the years they've become slightly more distinct, but um, the the um, two and four and five. Uh, I need always a bit of a reminder and ten sometimes. They're a little just to. I'm, I, I try as the years go by. I try and differentiate between them a little bit better than I did when I started. Funnily enough, there are some scenes that we've just done this morning where it's almost like a kind of a, a weird domestic thing that's going on. So they live for two days basically alone on an alien planet. Um, and Adam, it, what's fun is the sort of the dramatic shifts and these kind of all these weird really distinct personalities that come out um and so yeah I, I like the fact that they sort of live together on an alien world for two days and adam gets to know these 11 characters but the arch i came through was buried for millions of years then it can't be the same one can it oh, oh so I, I didn't know someone else had come in Oh, now you do then, don't you? Three, don't be rude. Leave us alone, please. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Nemesis into the Nemesis. search pane at the top to find all the unit Nemesis releases. Oh. Right then, so please say it's time now, Nick. Please, please, please say it's time for listeners' emails. Come on, come on. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm please. It's time for listeners' yes. emails, Nick. Yes. Get in. Well, if you want to send your emails this way, um, don't bother because we're not we're not doing it this week. Um, <laughs> so yeah, onto the yeah <laughs> no. Uh, if you want to get them in, just send them to podcast at bigfinish.com. They'll fly through the air a bit like uh, in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You know when he wraps the note yeah. around the arrow and fires it yeah. out the window. That's kind of how they get to us. Yes, um, yes. and we exactly might read them. Like yeah, it's yeah. exactly like that. This one here is from um, Nissa McKinnon. Uh, Hello, says, Nissa. Title of this one is the other Charlie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm listening to the podcast with Colin Baker and he lamented I love the word lamented he lamented <laughs> that he wanted to get more episodes with India Fisher I'm behind on the main range but did you ever have a last episode for Fake Charlie? What does the Sixth Doctor think happened? Uh, also uh, I look forward to what will happen in the last main range thank you for a delightful episode Nissa McKinnon well, Nissa, yes, that podcast was a few weeks ago now, and we finally got round to your email because uh, we had so many others coming. Uh, well, the Blue Forgotten Planet is the the last story. So, with with um, uh, Charlie, fake Charlie, what kind of Charlie? Mila? Farley, Charlie Farley, uh, and Piggy Malone. Um, yes, that's a little too Ronnie's joke too Ronnie's, for anyone yeah. who's not clued in on that little bit of TV no- non- nostalgia nonsense. Um, yeah, so Blue Forgotten Planet. Do you know? why I thought I was really clever for writing a story called Blue Forgotten Planet go on then think of the initials of the story BFP ah <laughs> very good very the good British productions is very it? clever that only really came to me I was th- thinking of Blue Remembered Hills the uh, um, was it was it Dennis Potter who wrote that Blue Remembered Hills it was, you're, you're talking to the wrong man right wrong I'm going to have to check it now because I don't want to make a complete fool of myself again 
happens every five minutes. Again. Blue remembered hills. I'm... Yes, yeah, it's played tennis project. It's where green it has forgotten a, mountains. It has um, adults playing children. You see, it's really good, and they're all just bounding around. It's in shorts, and they're all fully grown middle-aged people. Anyway, next up. Um, oh yeah, so you. By the way, you'll find out what happens and the in Blue Forgotten Planet. Yeah, well, yeah, you've got a lot to look forward to. The end of the beginning, I think, the final episode of the Main Range is called. Uh, yes, sorry. As I was saying, next up, Mark Fippen writes in a re-echoes of Extinction vinyl. Uh, Mark wrote in a few weeks ago to quite rightly complain about the lateness of this um, last remaining segment of Time Lord Victorious, the multi-platform story that was across all licensees of Doctor Who with the BBC. Um, and this was a vinyl release by Alfie Shaw starring um, uh, David Tennant, and Paul McGann so it's a fantastic release available as a download as well and and there'd been a real old mix up with the vinyls and, and uh, Demon Records who released it with us accidentally uh, sending our allocation of vinyls to Amazon <laughs> but anyway thanks to those brilliant people at Demon they, they got the stuff to us and he says uh, Mark says hi Nick and Benji just wanted to say thanks for updating about this on the podcast and s for sorting out the issue I got my copy of Echoes this week and very good it is too thanks again and all the best regards Mark Fippen and thanks once again to uh, Demon Records brilliant we've got one last one here from Jack Tong uh, subject to this one is podcast Big Finish Figures oh um, hi Nick and Benji Hi there, um, hi there. <laughs> A while back uh, Big Finish produced some 5.5 inch figures With character options Which were quite popular oh. These helped to bring visuals to the Daleks From the stories and were perfect For photography oh. uh, Would you consider releasing more Big Finish exclusive Doctor Who figures And if so what figures Would you love to see Many thanks Jack P.S. Uh, here's a photo I did of an engine room maintenance Dalek based off the story Mutually Assured Destruction. Which is a wicked photo, yeah, and my favourite thing there is it has the um, the little Dalek uh, controls from Death to the Daleks. It does, there. doesn't it? It's fantastic. Real. Yes, come it. on, get in. No, um, yeah, really lovely photo. I'm sorry you can't hear it, folks. Hear it, see it. <laughs> yeah, you don't <laughs> yeah, want to hear the photo. photo. Here's the photo. Yeah, there it is. Oh, it's lovely. Nice, oh. very photography. <laughs> Good work. Uh, um, can you think of a? Would you a big finish exclusive Doctor Who figure? Can you think of one you'd like? I mean, I I would love you know I'd love my my TARDIS team that I work on all the time. So I'd love the Eighth Doctor live in Helen. I think that'd be really fun. That'd be cool. Um, I would love. I mean, I just I mean you know if you want to do that, then I want the TARDIS, Eighth Doctor's TARDIS, and I would love this. This is just going into from the sublime to the ridiculous. I want the whole Baker Street house as a playset. There we go. Oh, that would wow, be fun, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, come on. Um, I think that would be really cool. I think there has been a Livchenko figure. I think there has been a Livchenko one, so we need we need uh, Helen Sinclair. Yeah, there we I are. Think, as well. Yeah, what was that? Well, I'm just looking it up. Uh, Doctor Who figurine, 8th Doctor, Livchenko and Dalek. Big oh, finished box on. set from Eagle Moss. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. I'll tell you what would also be good would be a... Um, it would be to get a uh, Bernie Summerfield figure. That would be great, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, that would be fantastic. You could, do, you, could, you could do Bernie Summerfield and either the David Warner Doctor, or you could do uh, Bernie Summerfield packed with um, 
River Song as a kind of yeah. the archaeologist sort of set, you know? Yeah. Yeah, give me a job, Nick. This is this is my new thing, just thinking up random combinations of things. That's my job, I think you're fine. You can, you can have a... <laughs> oh, yes, well, you're sacked. Uh, we'll, we'll have chicken ticker and the pilau rice, please. Oh. There you go. They go together perfectly. So you've got, you got me thinking now about... Um, oh, yeah, I could have an Indian... Obviously, yeah. obviously there's, there's only one real solution. That's the Big Finish podcast... Uh, playset, which is Nick and Benji packaged up with Ran the Randomoid Selectatron, and maybe a selection <laughs> of various characters over the years. We could have uh, Montgomery, yeah. uh, we could have Tom Bilal. Baker, Bilal, Tom Baker the policeman, um, <laughs> Buck Up, just as a, like a Buck Up as a speech bubble. Um, the, the possibilities are yeah. endless. So get on it straight away, Eagle Moss. Um, do you know that's it for the uh, the emails this week? I've, I've had enough. Is it? Well, fair enough. Fair More enough. next time. Well, you're not wrong there. Still to come on the podcast, we've got the Randomoid Selectatron, which gives you a 25% off uh, discount, of course, for, and that's off a randomly selected Big Finish release. Uh, we also dramatise you with the first 15 minutes of Unit yeah. Nemesis 1, Between Two Worlds, The Enemy Beyond by Andrew Smith. Oh. But first, are you ready for this one? Yes. It's time for Also Available. Oh, I love it. This week we preview the latest exciting episode of Torchwood, The Red List, by James Goss, featuring the return of Sophie Aldred as Ace. Beyond exciting. Beyond exciting, yes, most absorbing, and we start with actor Paul Clayton. For the weather. Stay in the shadows. Torchwood motto. motto. I think the interesting thing in this story is that we get to see Mr. Colchester interacting with somebody new who perhaps has no preconceptions about him. Who are you with? Oh, you wouldn't have heard of us. (laughs) Well, so long as you're not Torchwood. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's more fun, actually. Uh, Normally, his, his sort of sardonic witticisms are pushed to one side while uh, plot moves forward and here I think we get him at his full slightly slanted look at the world certainly um, it's great fun to do day two oh, no uh, sorry day three trapped in this moderately priced hotel room I don't think um, many people would get to go on holiday with Mr Colchester because he certainly wouldn't be travelling economy it's assassination by the way Uh, I beg your pardon? A killer abroad, 13 letters, your crossword clue. See ya. Ace is an icon, uh, and for Mr Colchester to find himself paired with her in this new adventure is fantastic for Mr Colchester, and I think it's fabulous for me, and to work with Sophie uh, is a joy. My name's Scott Hancock, and I am the director of Torchwood, The Red List. Scared. I don't know yet. I mean, I'm very lucky in that I've worked with Sophie a lot in the past and Paul a lot in the past. So when James Goss came to me and said, oh, I'm thinking of doing a story where Mr. Corchester goes on holiday and just happens to bump into Ace McShane, I went, well, that's just going to be a dream in studio, isn't it? Because they're both brilliant individually, but those two combined, you sort of knew they would hit it off, as has been the case today. Okay. I'll take the compliment. Suddenly we have an abundance of mysteries to solve. What's going on with this country? What's happening in this hotel? What's wrong with my Bible? 
Oh, and also 18 down. 18 down? Yes, I'm I'm completely not good at crosswords and puzzles. I'm always amazed when I hear the answers and very occasionally I can I can get a, a clue. But um I I think it's I don't know whether it's a dying art. Yeah, because the sad thing is it was done it's something one did to past time and I was taught a wonderful actor called John Savadon who people might know as Fred Elliott from uh, Coronation Street and one day I remember in rehearsals with something and we weren't called all day we sat there and we did the Guardian the Telegraph and the Times crossword throughout the day by the time we got to the pub in the evening and it was just an education because his mind was so fantastically sharp just go to bigfinish.com and type red list into the search pane at the top to find this very special release. In the meantime. It's the Randomoid Selectatron where we give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. What have we got? We've got the Omega Factor Series 1. Oh, wow. What a, what a banger. Yeah, really enjoyed working on this, doing the music. It's a bit of a Louise Jameson fest today, isn't it? There's lots of little Louise Jameson stuff in here. What better than to have Louise Jameson and John Dorney in this one uh, taking on main characters there. And John Dorney did the most fantastic job. Oh, he really did. You know, large shoes to step into. Yeah. The late, great James Hazeldean. That's right. uh, And he he was playing his son, well, the character's son. Yeah. Adam Crane. That's right. Wow, just brilliant. And so, four terrifying stories based on the classic TV series. Here's the trailer. Help me! Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Listen! Omega, the last letter of the Greek alphabet the end. In this case, the end of scientific knowledge. We are asking you to go further than that end, beyond the end, to the Omega Factor, and further. Dr. Anne Reynolds, I called ahead earlier today. We're here from the Ministry of Defense. Adam, Tom Crane was my father. Here to lead us into temptation, are you, Adam? Uh, No, I'm here to tell you your church might be haunted. Ah, he's got the sight. I can tell. Like father, like son. Twilight and evening bell. And after that, the dark. I very much believe in the existence of the old gods. More than you can possibly know. We are locked in! Her voice. What's wrong with it? And may there be no sadness of farewell. When I the Omega Factor. Big Finish. We love stories. As I say, such fun to work on. We've got great supporting cast here, including a terrifying performance from uh, Terry Malloy, actually. 
Brilliant. I feel like having Terry Malloy in a story is just like this. He's like this really good cement. Like mm. you just feel like when he's in something, you know that it's going to be really a solid Pour performance. Some Malloy in. But you know, yeah, shove a bit of Malloy in there, mate, and it'll uh, it stick together nicely. <laughs> Quick setting Malloy. <laughs> uh, listen, right uh, while I email Jackie at Big Finish to uh, make sure she puts the office li- live, which she always does beautifully. Benji will explain how you get your discount. Certainly can do, and uh, it's nice and simple. All you have to do is go to bigfinish.com. You can find details of the podcast on the homepage, or you can click the podcast tab and find it there. Or you can click audiobooks and find it in the Big Finish podcast range. When you've done that, select this week's podcast and click read more. You can see that it says the Randomoid Selectatron also features offering you a 25% reduction on the selected release. Mm-hmm. Just click here and enter the code BUCKUP. So you indeed, of course, uh, enter and click uh, here slash there slash everywhere. Uh, click there and enter the code BUCKUP. That's B-U-C-K-U-P, all capitals, no spaces, no complications. Uh, no parking spaces, you name it. It's all, it's all there. Oh, yeah, that took me a while to write that, didn't it? Uh, just, mate. Okay, well, um, I just have to locate my position in the podcast script. Yes, well, thanks, Ran. It's just, it's just absolutely liquid podcasting. Uh, next week's podcast is entitled Ninth Survivors because it features previews and behind-the-scenes features on our latest Ninth Doctor adventure, starring Christopher Eccleston, of course, entitled Lost Warriors, and our brand new series of Survivors New Dawn. Well, just perfectly to round this one up, Sadie's got back to me and says, yes, indeed, uh, Liz did like a Diet Coke. She was partial to Diet Coke, so there we go. It's it's not just a myth, it's a fact, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That's amazing. If only she could have sent a voice message. I know. Never mind. Never mind. But fat right there. So you can put that on the Wikipedia page forevermore. Uh, Now, of course, it's just time for me to say don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. Nick and I will be back next week. Goodbye. And a special thanks to Sadie Miller for joining in. (laughs) Time now for Unit Nemesis 1 Between Two Worlds, The Enemy Beyond by Andrew Smith, starring Gemma Redgrave and Ingrid Oliver. Okay, recording started. An audio recording? I thought this was for a magazine article. Oh, hey Adam. It's the 21st century. There is an online version too. You ready? Go for it. Okay. This is Jackie McGee, speaking from a submersible off the west coast of Scotland. Just room for the two of us. Uh, I'll ask my pilot to introduce himself and tell you what we're doing here, Adam. I'm Professor Adam Merchant. I'm a marine geologist and archaeologist, and my team and I are conducting a survey of this area. We are approaching the seabed, and our lights are picking out rock formations below us. Those rocks are basalt lava, dating from the Paleogene era, about 60 million years ago, the remnants of violent volcanic eruptions. Mm. Um, What is the purpose of your survey? This area hasn't been studied for over a century. We're using modern tech to map the seabed and we're drilling for mineral samples far deeper than was possible before. In fact, if you look to your left, you'll see our other submersible already engaged in that work. It's been specially adapted for drilling. Mm. Can we uh, take a closer look? Mm -hmm. I'll... uh take us over. Okay, so I can see that they're drilling the rock immediately below them. 
hey, did you see that? That rock is cracking. Is there, is that supposed to happen? No. No, that's not supposed to happen. It's going to break open. Submersible 2, this is Adam. Maria, get out of there! There's something in that rock. Some kind of light. I've never seen anything like this! We're stabilising. You all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, well, well. Well, that was something. Um, the rock seemed to explode outward. Some pieces hit us, but um, we're okay. I'm glad to say that the other submersible seems to be in one piece too. They backed off just in time. Good was that? This is incredible. Must have been inside the rock we're looking at. It's like a stone arch, and it's glowing, giving off this bright light. It's covered in symbols. Carvings. Okay, now, now it stopped glowing. It looks man-made, but it can't be. I told you, that rock is around 60 million years old. It's over 59 million years too early for Homo sapiens. Maybe not man-made. Then what? I know people whose job it is to deal with things like this. Someone I should put you in touch with. Her name's Kate Stewart. Osgood. It's a grand view, isn't it? And a familiar one. My father was stationed in Edinburgh for a time when I was a little girl. So, how are the arrangements coming along? The arch is secure. I've set up the lab and we're ready to begin when you are. Except I'm told Professor Merchant isn't happy, to say the least. I'll speak with him. Want me to come with you? No, no, I'll deal with this. You get back to the lab. Professor Merchant, hello. I'm Kate Stewart. Glad to meet you. It's nice to put a face to the voice. I spoke to you as a favour to Jackie. Where is she? Gone to her parents' house. I've promised her the story if there's one we can go public with. You go back a long way, I gather. We were at Herrick Watt together. We're good friends. That's why I trusted her when she said you could help. We can. There are rules about the ownership of marine artefacts. Laws. When I accepted your offer, I didn't expect the Arch and me to be whisked away in the dead of night in some damned military convoy driven across Scotland and locked up under Edinburgh Castle. Professor, uh, may I call you Adam? Professor will do. What do I call you? Colonel? General? <laughs> Kate would be lovely. I I'm not a soldier. This isn't a military base. It's a scientific facility. We have a few across the country. 
Who's we? Unit. The Unified Intelligence Task Force. We have a military aspect, but science leads in the person of me. Really? I had you brought here because your marine expertise could be invaluable. We had to move quickly and I was limited in what I could tell you on the phone. I don't know. Let me show you our facilities. That might help you decide. Hello, Osgood. Hello, Mom. And Professor Merchant, I presume. That's right. Osgood is our lead scientist. Delighted to meet you, Professor. You're a marine geologist and archaeologist. That's impressive. I started out in archaeology, mainly in the Mediterranean and the Aegean. Lately, I specialise in geology. What's your area of science? Oh, I'm a generalist, and I mostly stick to dry land. So any help you can give would be marvellous. I see you've put the arch in that side room. That's the test and experimental area. Can I go in? Please. It's even more striking out of the water. These strange designs. Oh, please don't touch it. We need to scan it thoroughly before it's handled, just in case. In case of what? It was glowing when it was found. There could be residual power, dangerous to the touch. Have you seen anything like those designs before? I excavated a 3,000-year-old Egyptian wreck at the bottom of the Med one time. We found relics with hieroglyphs. It's about as close as I've come to anything like this. But those aren't hieroglyphs. No, they're not. Nor any other known pictographic system. So long as you don't try and tell me they're alien. You're not laughing. Well, at this stage, alien seems likely. A stone arch that gives off a glowing light covered with unrecognised symbols dating from 16 million years ago. It's not human. Aliens in the Paleogene era. Yeah, different civilizations develop at different times across the galaxies. It's very possible. You talk like aliens are an everyday thing for you. Not every day. Only most days. Will you help? I admit you've caught my interest. All right. Yes, I'll do what I can. Wonderful. Thank you, Professor. You can call me Adam. Just don't try and convince me that little green lizard people planted this thing. Oh, not lizard people, no. I'm glad to hear it. No, it's way too late for it to have been Silurians. What? Anyway, let's go back into the lab and get the first test started. We'll start with a full molecular scan of the arch. That's clever. We have some clever tech. Here we go. This will take a minute or two. Adam, could you help us more precisely date the arch and the area it was found in? I sure can, though I'd need rock from where the arch was found. Well, our people recovered samples when they brought the arch up. Yeah, here. Excellent. Yes, it's basalt, which is igneous, ideal for radiometric dating. Should be able to narrow it down to the nearest century at least. Oh, that's remarkable. They're not the only ones with clever tech. The scan's complete. The results will come up on this screen. That's strange right away. It looks like rock. There are traces of silicon, mica, and iron in there. But also several minerals that are unidentified. I'm seeing synthetic materials. I'll get the computer to show the data as an image, a bit like an x-ray. Oh, what's that? It looks like circuitry. 
It isn't just stone. It's technology. I need to take another look at it. Adam? No, Professor! It's stone. Well, that's what it looks like, on the outside at least. It must have had some purpose. These designs carved into it might give us a clue, if we could decipher them. I know some paleographers who could help with that. Language has patterns. These symbols could have similarities with other ancient pictograms and ideograms. Adam, that's close enough. This symbol under the top of the arch is similar to something I've seen on Greek artefacts. And this one... Don't touch it! Merchant, Adam, he's gone. He took the full force of whatever that was. He pressed one of those symbols and it seemed to act like a, a switch or a, or a trigger. Do you think he was vaporized? Until I study the event, I've got no idea what happened to him. Can't see. What's this? Where am I? Hello? Anyone? Please. Oh, please, someone help me. I'm blind. I don't know where I am. I don't know how I got here. Please, please. Leave him to me. I know what to do. If you ask me, this isn't worth the effort. As it happens, Three, no one did ask you. Then they should, Four. Would you all just shut up? We carry on, however long. Hello? Hello there? Finally! You're awake! Hello there! Oh, thank goodness. Another human being. Well? I'm sorry, but I, I can't see you. Oh, I can't see anything. You arrived in a very bright light. I saw it a mile away. I'm hopeful the effects will be temporary. Th those animals? What animals? I think they might have been, oh, I don't know, wolves or something. Then I, th I thought I heard a noise. Oh, I felt a sting. I found you on the ground and brought you here. There were no animals. Oh, they must have gone. I can't thank you enough. But, but who are you? 
And where am I? I'm afraid I can't help you much with where we are. I'm a lost soul like you. I arrived the same way a long time ago now. You came through the arch? It's all a bit hazy, to be honest. Your journey affected your eyesight, but with me, it affected my memory. I've no recollection of exactly how I got here, or my life at all, before this world. Wait. Wait. This world? You're not on Earth anymore. I'm not sure where it is, but it's a long way from there. I must be hallucinating. I, I was standing under the arch in the laboratory. There was a bright light. Then I was here. My best guess is that the arch is some kind of portal. The arch here is connected to another one on Earth, forming a bridge. This is crazy. But if what you're saying is right, can I get back? The portal can only be opened from the Earth side. I tried for a long time to open it from here, but it can't be done. How long have you been here? I can't say for certain. My memory, you know. But a long time. That must have been tough on you and your friends. Friends? I heard you talking outside. Oh. Yes, there's a group of us. We came through together. Wait a minute. You came through the arch? But the arch I came through was buried for millions of years. Then it can't be the same one, can it? Oh! oh I, I didn't know someone else had come in. Oh, now you do then, don't you? Three, don't be rude. Leave us alone, please. That's better. He's gone. He left very quietly. Oh, he can be quiet when he makes the effort. You, you called him three? It's a kind of shorthand. We use numbers in the place of names we've forgotten. I'm eleven, and the others, they, uh, they're not always around.